Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Hey Friends, Let's Talk, brought to you by Believe Divergent. This episode we'll be talking and discussing mental health and what it feels like to kind of go through the rigmarole of life. We are bringing on an amazing guest. She is a multi-talented entrepreneur while also balancing a full-time job. She does work with nonprofits. She does work with her own brand. She has a series on YouTube. She's a thought leader in the space and also a writer for multiple applications. Her name is Naimati Bebu, and she's also my big sister. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome to the very first episode of Hey Friends, Let's Talk. A podcast from Believe Divergent. Uh, super excited to get this going. So I wanted my first guest to be someone that I've talked to before with Believe Divergent stuff, and someone I, I personally know really well. That is my sister Nemade. She does amazing things, and I'm gonna let her do a little intro, and then we'll get into our topic for today's episode, which is going to be mental health. So if you want to just give us some background about who you are, what you got going on, that would be a great way to start. Sure. Hi. Uh, as you mentioned. My name is Nimade. I'm on social media as the African Butterfly. Um, as far as what I do, a lot on social media. I do have a corporate day job at a bank, but outside of that, I'm really big into communications. So usually anything that I can do around that, that will help to connect people or give them information about different causes, I'm all about. Uh, I do work a lot with um, several nonprofits in the Wilmington area. I live in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, so I work with Every Man Counts, which I'm the executive director. Uh, they're an organization that deals with single and reentry fathers. So we do a lot with dads, um, tea parties, uh, father, uh, dad and me camping trips. And right now we're trying to move things to the virtual end. So that's interesting. Um, I work a lot with uh, Academy for Peace. It's a local organization that is part of Stop the Violence Coalition. Um, so I do a lot of their social media um, and they host different events, anything around like peace related activities. Um, so I enjoy working with them. And then I do a lot with NAMI as well, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Uh, I host their monthly sharing hope community conversations uh it's conversations for uh mostly people of color but anyone is invited uh, and we just talk about different mental health topics uh, so that's a lot of what i do on the side i also do writing some freelance writing so i am the lifestyle editor for queen size magazine it's like a plus size body positive magazine and um, I freelance right with a couple other publications and then I'm trying to think of all the stuff I do. Um, and then um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. It'll probably come to me, but that's mostly it. Like a lot of writing, um, a lot of communication stuff, and I really enjoy it anytime I can. Oh, I just started a new YouTube series. I knew I was forgetting something. Um, I have my personal is, yeah. blog. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have my personal vlogs that I do. Um, but I just started a new YouTube series called More Than My Size. Um, it's me and my friend Alicia. And we just talk about living life in larger bodies and how a lot of times the message that's put out there is like, oh, if you're, you know, if you're fat, you're sad and depressed and your life is awful. But like there are some of us who are kicking butt 
as previously mentioned with the long list of things that I do. So that's what the show's about, to talk about the other side of it. Like, yeah, we're working and we want to get healthier and we're both on our own like journeys for weight loss, but there's more to us than that and anyone else who's a bigger size. So more than my size, it's on YouTube. Boom. I mean, talk about an intro, right? <laughs> so as uh, you just heard, uh, she's got a lot going on. Like my sister is crushing it. I think I get some of my entrepreneurial spirit uh, passed over, I guess you could say from her, which is super awesome. Um, but yeah, so definitely check her out. She plugged her Instagram. I'll toss it up on the screen if you're watching or it'll be in the description if you're hearing this on uh, audio format, um, that African butterfly. But for today's episode, we are going to be talking about some mental health things. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to start off this podcast series with mental health is because I think, um, at least I've noticed, it's getting a lot more attention these days than I think it used to. I know a while, while ago there's, you know, this big uh, healthy kick that everyone was kind of going in toward everyone's trying to get fit and healthy or whatever um and i think we're seeing the same thing now with mental health so one or one of the first questions i wanted to ask you is um like if you want to give a brief history of your relationship with mental health wellness or um, um just your experience with trying to be mentally healthy yeah sure um so me personally i actually have a depression and anxiety like clinical depression because there's different forms of depression and it can evolve over time um i'm not a therapist i just talk to a lot of people so i always like to make that clear like any advice or things i give it's not as a therapist just the person living with mental uh health issues yeah just Friends talking. Right. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, as I mentioned, I have depression and anxiety, and it comes and goes. Um, I try to focus on my mental health. Like, I've, it's definitely something I've tapped into more over the past few years. It's something I would really kind of ignore whenever I could. It was really bad when I was younger and lived in upstate New York because I have I have sad seasonal affected disorder, so it gets really bad in the winter, and it would literally be like October to March was just a dark cloud for me. Um, and Boulevard quite literally like with years. how the weather is, right? The what? <laughs> I said quite literally with how the weather is up in exactly, New York. and the lack of sun just made it extra bad for me. So when I first moved to Tampa, like I moved as soon as I could. To the sunshine um when i first moved it actually was better for a while because it was like sunshine all the time things are good um and then like slowly over time i guess like your body adjusts or whatever and it came back with a vengeance so um yeah i just sort of as far as how i deal with it, i think that was your your question the second part of yeah, just like your experience with it or, or like your connection with it. You know, I, I, I asked you for this episode because I know, I mean, I know like some of the things that um, you have going on, um, but I think it's cool to and important that people um, share this kind of stuff um, because at least in my experience, there's still a huge stigma around it. So I think it's super important that we talk about this more. So yeah, just you sharing it 
right from the get-go, I think is super important. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely still a stigma, unfortunately. I think it's getting better. I think more people are talking about it. More people are talking about going to therapists, which is awesome, because I think everyone should go. Um, and a lot of people, there was always a lot of stigma, like, you're crazy, but the thing with mental health and mental illness and all of that is that everyone has mental health. The way everybody has a physical health, everybody has mental health. And sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse. And there are some things with your mental health that you literally can't change because it's it's your body, you know? I think a lot of times part of the problem is that when people think about mental health and the way it affects you, a lot of times when we vocalize what we're dealing with, it's I feel, right? So like, I feel sad, mm -hmm. I feel anxious, I feel this which is fine but the problem is that for most people when you think about feelings like you control your feelings so like you yeah. turn that frown around get blah 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 so unfortunately i think there's like a disconnect that happens between especially those that don't like understand it as much or don't have to mm -hmm. deal with it and even those who do it took me a very very long time to be like all right i need medication you know like i would even get on it and then be like okay i'm good i'm off because there's that stigma about medication, like, oh man. And as someone who I think of myself as being very mentally strong overall, like if I want to accomplish things, yeah. I can, things like that. So it was always like a point of frustration almost to me that I couldn't just be better, especially when I was in a better mode, like when I wasn't going through my depression, you get back to the feeling of like, see, I'm fine. Like, this is all good. I was just, you know, and there's almost a part of you when you're going through your depression where you're just like, oh, suck it up, like stop it. You're you're exaggerating your blah, blah, blah. And I really had to work to not have those negative thoughts. And that um, yeah. even just like I said, as far as accepting medication, I really had to break it down to myself. And I actually, I wrote an article that was published in the National NAMI about it's okay to need medication because it is like, I also have asthma and nobody would tell me like if I was having an asthma attack to like think the air into my lungs, like just think your yeah. lungs to work better. You know what I mean? Like nobody says that for physical. Yeah. And your mental health. I think that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying like, nobody says that for physical stuff and your mental stuff is the same way. Like, yes, some of it is your emotions, but some of it, like for me, I literally need medication because the whatever in my brain literally doesn't fire off the way like someone without depression fires off. And so like, that's what it's at. I don't know the technical terms, but you know what I mean? Um, so uh, it just finally just accepting that, like I need medicine for that the same way I need my inhaler for my asthma. Yeah, I think that lack of physical thing is really what trips people up, like you were saying, right? Like if there's like when you like when people talk about working out, you literally can go physically do something with it. Or if you have, like you said, asthma, you can literally do something physical to take care of it. So it's like a weird thing when you're talking about mental health, because it's like this thing that you can't really control or you can't really see. And there's this weird disconnect, um, like you were saying, that people, a lot of people, when I think for understandable reasons and the way that the world has been going for so long, have a really hard time of like putting two and two together like you said even you sometimes like struggled with um ha like 
being like, oh, this is nothing. It's no big deal. Whereas, you know, if it was something physical, it'd be a lot easier to be like, okay, let me take the steps needed. So that's a really um, cool way of describing it. I think if we can get more people to think like that, it'd be a lot help more helpful. You know, like this is just like your physical right. health. Like you have to take care of it as yep. such. If not, it will be bad. Even if you have it good for a while, it could get bad, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think also, you know, for me, the frustrating part about having a mental illness is that like, especially because I have the type, because there's a plethora of mental illnesses, right? And so there's some yeah. where it affects their mind in a way where they don't recognize that they have a problem. Um, you know, like, so some of like the personality disorder narcissistic personality disorder. Um, we all know somebody with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but even like schizophrenia or something where they have, where it alters their reality. I feel mm -hmm. that that easier is definitely not the right way to say it, but I feel like that's almost more acceptable in your mind than it is to have a type Maybe not acceptable, less frustrating. I think it's slightly, yeah. well, your mind is altered. So, but you don't realize it because your mental health is changing the state of your world versus like when I have depression or anxiety, I know I'm in a depressive state. I know I'm in anxiety state. So it's frustrating for me because like, even while, like, let's say I'm dealing with an anxiety, right? Even while my mind is racing with all these, like, what if this happened? What if that happened? Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's still the rational part of me that's screaming, like, stop it. You're being ridiculous. You know, like the same way you would totally. talk to someone and they'd be like, just think positive thoughts. Like, don't worry about it. You want to scream like, I don't you think I'm trying? Like, I know that I want to stop. And so it makes it like even more frustrating because like I am aware as it happens that I'm being irrational. Like I keep it to myself, but I want this thoughts to stop, especially since when I'm not dealing with my anxiety, I'm actually pretty chill about most things. I'm like, whatever, like you can't change it, move on. Um, but, and I mean, you know that from growing up, I think we also both get it because our mom has anxiety. Um, so we yeah, both I would say are so. like- It's almost as if the self-awareness of like yourself yeah. um, gets in the way of, or, or, or like challenges your mind in its own it's like it's your mind's playing a chess match against chess chess match against itself because it knows what it could be and there's really nothing even you could think as hard as you can and there's still nothing your mind could potentially do in that moment to change like the the, the things going on because like you mentioned before like some of these things are chemical reactions in your brain or, or this or that and you can't really think your way out of it which again is i can only, i can imagine is super frustrating it's incredibly frustrating, especially as someone who, for the most part, like is a go-getter and tries to get stuff done. And then so when I have periods of time where I'm like, literally, like, I don't want to move, like, I don't want to do anything. And it's hard to explain to somebody who's never had like depression, like how just existing is like difficult, right? So the way I yeah. kind of explain it a lot is I use... I use the drowning reference. So, uh -huh. you know, for the most part, like when everybody, like, let's just say, try to stay with me here. I'll give my, my longer version of this. I'm with okay. you. So I'm let's with just you. say for the most part, like everybody's just swimming through life. We're just chilling and swimming. Everybody has down points, 
sad stuff, periods of time where they go through stuff. And let's just say you're just pulled under. And then you just kind of swim your way back up. But you see the you see the light, you're just sort of swimming back to it. You know you're down, you know it'll be okay. When I am going through a depression period, it's like I am pulled under and I see the light and I'm swimming and I'm swimming, but I'm not getting there. Like I'm swimming and I'm swimming and mm -hmm. I'm not getting there. And it's not even so much like, cause I, I, <laughs> it's so hard for me to say this. So I've been, I've um, tried suicide before um, and I'm still, I guess you would say I have suicidal ideologies is how you would describe it. Um, which basically just means like, I'm not like actively trying to like, you know, end my life, but yeah. I like, go through periods of times where I'm like, well, I wasn't around, I'm like, okay, you know? Um, and that's hard to say and admit, but it's the truth. Um, but so like when I'm going through those times, it's not even so much like, oh, the, the, the light has gone away and I don't see it. It's like, it's even worse because I see it and I'm trying to get to it and I'm not getting there. And now I'm getting, like, my arms are tired. And so like when I'm right. in the depression period, I, I just describe it as like, existing just feels exhausting because whereas normally you're just floating through water you know easy life i'm every day every minute struggling trying to get back to the light and it's it's exhausting and i just want to stay in bed and sleep you know i just want to sleep and then yeah. you do eventually get to the point for some people unfortunately where you're like i don't want to swim at all like i'm plum tired and i'm sick of it you know so and i think it's very hard especially anyone who's Oh no. Anyone who's um, lost a loved one to suicide, mm -hmm. I know people sometimes take it personally or wonder, you know, why they couldn't stay for them. And it's it's really not, not about that. You really just get so tired trying to keep swimming and you just want to let go. And that's really what it is. Yeah, I mean, well, one, again, thanks for sharing this. This is why, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here is because I know you have been really open with a lot of the stuff, which I think is super important for anyone, if there's anyone listening to this. You know, it's, it's, uh, and I, I mean, I don't know if it helps you to talk about this stuff out loud. Maybe that's an, an, another great question. Has, you, so you, you do work with um, mental health things, and I know you promote it on your social channels and things like that um has it helped or does do you think it helps to be vocal about these topics and to like get it out into the world for yourself like does it help you or is it more helpful that you know that it might help somebody else i don't know if that question makes it sense, does but, and you know. it's a little of both <clears throat> so in some ways it helps me because like i you know never talked about the um oh actually i Nope, I chickened out. I still haven't written that article. <laughs> I was going to say I never talked about the time where I actually like ended up in a coma and all that um, when I was younger. But I was going to write about it this year and then I chickened out. Um, but I have written before about um, a night where I almost, you know, that almost led me um, to commit it again. And so uh, it's helpful because it's kind of therapeutic in a way because I get it. I get it out. Um, but it's definitely most helpful knowing that me getting it out helps other people um because i yeah. think that sounds she's like i think like that's really like my purpose in life um is to help others 
and to help people feel like they're seen and they're heard. Because I think that so much of my time and existence growing up, like there's just so many things about me that always felt like I didn't belong on some level. Like we grew up in, I mean, you know, upstate New York, Canada, and like, um, yep. it's, it's great town, love it. Um, but I never quite felt like I fit in. First of all, we were one of the few black families. Um, I think like one of four. Yeah, I was one of four in my graduate class. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that. And then I'm an immigrant. And then I was always bigger. And then I had mental health issues. And so I just really spent a lot of time feeling like very alone and like no one really understood me. And I just had to put on, you know, a happy face to get along, but that no one really got it and that there wasn't really anyone I could actually talk to who understood. Um, I think it's part of why I love social media so much. I feel like that experience That's is so much less question. for so many people now, you know? Yeah, um, um, which is a great segue to ask about social media because there's obviously a lot of things around social media and in a lot of cases, rightfully so, about how it's harmful to people's mental mm -hmm. health. Um, but obviously I, I work in social media, like my whole career is in social media and marketing and stuff, and you do a ton in social media, so our opinions may be similar. Like when done correctly, I think it has this amazing ability to bring people together. Would you agree that that has been like part of like a, a helping situation for for like your depression and other mental health things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I was saying, I, sorry, I have like a piece of hair that's happens to the best right? of us um i give up so <laughs> uh so yeah i would say that social media helps a lot because it really lets you find people right so me and you know canada or even when i moved to tampa um most of the people i connected with at first weren't local they still aren't most of the people i connect with are in other cities other towns whatever and I think that social media is wonderful about that. It does let you, if you feel like you're alone, reach out and see other people. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel it's important to be vocal about what I'm going through so that someone else can say, hey, me too. And you never know who you're inspiring. Um, social media can be negative, of course, um, but so can yeah. the real world, you know? And also it's true. all about what you make out of it and you just have to really be diligent about what you see and remember that with social media what you pour like social media is the literal example of what you pour your energy into is what you get back to you like we say it all the time about thinking in life Ooh, like that. literally with social media the more you click on something the more you read something the more of that topic shows up for you so you it's yeah. kind of nice i mean it's it's bad in some ways because people really can lock themselves in small circles but it's great in other ways because yeah. you control what you see and you control um, what comes across your timeline and what makes you feel better. And if you notice that certain things make you feel upset, then don't follow it. Um, I had someone who I love following her. She's fabulous, but like she's a writer and they travel all over the world and like her and her husband, they're wonderful. But I did feel myself go like there's this shift from like, oh my gosh, they're so wonderful to oh, her. Oh, I have to go to work again. Oh, like seeing her page starting to make yeah. me upset. So I had to unfollow her. It's not because I don't like her. It's because it was affecting my mental happiness. And I think sometimes that's hard for people to do. Um, there's something about Definitely. like 
feeding into things they don't like. That's why if you ever look up like a third party article about any of the Kardashians, all the comments under aren't about how much they love them. They're literally all about how much they hate them. It's like, well, why did you click on it? And then why did you comment? Of course, all you see is them because you're clicking and commenting on articles about them. So right. it's really, I feel like people need to just take more ownership of what they see. And if things are bothering you, then don't follow it. Like, and you can't, I say this all the time, you cannot compare your life to people's social media's life. Because A, people lie. And B, people lie. <laughs> for the most part, it's their highlight reel. You can't compare real life to someone's highlight reel. It's never going to match up. No, yeah, I mean, that's completely unrealistic. But I mean, obviously, I, I agree with you completely. I think a lot of people... Um, are maybe surprised by how much like social media people love social media because they hear about all the negatives but to your point um just like with anything else in life almost a perfect analogy to like the taking care of your mental health is if you want to categorize social media as another thing you need to take care of i think that's super important and hopefully you'll see a lot more people doing that this year and into the future like it's completely up to you some things you're going to be bombarded with no matter what but who you choose to follow and who you what post you choose to like and all that stuff um you can actively choose to do what you want with it and spend as much time on it as you want to like there's a ton of different things you can use to help with timing and and restrictions and all sorts of stuff so i think that's another super important facet that people hopefully will be catching on to more this year um, as uh, mental health continues to become all the rage, which um, is another question. Like, do you think this big emphasis on mental health has any negative effects or is all this publicity just good because it's showing people that they should be taking more care of themselves, better care of themselves? I think yes and no. Um, and then I have questions for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think yes and no, because on one hand, I do think it's good because it makes people more aware. I have found like now, you know, if I say like, oh, I need a mental health day or like I need time, like people, there's a lot more empathy because people are more accepting and willing to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. I do think like with most things, once they get some recognition or um, light, people start to abuse it. And then it also wears down people's empathy for it. So it's weird. Like on one hand, mm -hmm. more people are, some people are more empathetic, but on another hand, now people are hearing it all the time. And now they're less empathetic at all because they're like, oh, you're mental health. I gotcha. Um, kind of like the eye roll when you hear about something right, too much. Right. But I mean, I think it is true. And we do all need those things. Um, I think a huge part of it also though, is that, we're Americans, or at least we live in America, and the way we view things like work and stuff like that is very different than a lot of countries. Like, we're so capitalist. Um, and one of my favorite stitches on TikTok right now is the girl who asked, like, what made you realize, like, if you are an American who lives abroad, what made you realize that America really messed you up? And, like, they're really all about, yeah. like, people take sick days and people rest and people blah. And I'm like, and one guy was like, they thought I was crazy when i asked like how many times like, if you're sick you're yeah. sick <laughs> yeah i saw that one right. too <laughs> well i mean part of it i know is because people would probably abuse it here but only because it'd be new right so countries where they grow True. up with it that's the hard part right is that the period of time between how we used to do things 
and changing is that messy period in the middle where, yes, some people are going to abuse it. Some people are going to take advantage and you just sort of have to not let that deter you, deter you from focusing on the people doing it the right way. So with mental health and mental illness and therapy and things like that, yes, there's going to be people, people that abuse it. The people who are like, oh, I'm just tired because they're just tired. But you'll, I feel like you'll find most of the time people who are genuinely going through it don't like that they're going through it. Like they, like, yeah, that's a you good know what point. I mean? Like when I'm going through my depression and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up or I don't blah, blah, blah. I feel crappy about that. I'm literally in my head telling myself to suck it up and get up. And it is something that I question with myself when I need time. Like, is it like, am I feeling lazy today? Is it my mental health day? Is it like whatever? And I usually give myself like a day to just feel like if I feel like I can't do anything, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, all right, you've got a day. And then usually by the second day, I'm trying to like at least do something. Um, and usually that's when I can tell because like I said, I am mentally strong, so usually I can push myself to get some things done. But if I find that second day I'm trying to push myself and it's still not like, uh, then I usually know that I'm slipping in to one, if not already in yeah. one. And then I try to like adjust it more, like get more sun, go for a walk, do other things to try to, to help that. But it's really just a matter of being in tune with it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's good and bad. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think like to your point, um, the, the transition period for things like that, if we ever get to that point in this country, is always going to be really messy. But yeah, like you said, generally the people that really need it wouldn't abuse it. And hopefully managers and people in charge would be able to tune into the people that are abusing it, right? Like you hopefully would be able to get a decent grasp of like what's actually going on if we were to ever get to that point in the country. You know? Well, and it's hard we'll too because like you have people right? Like me who has clinical depression, I just have it all the time and medication and stuff. Um, but there are people who go through situational depressions. Like you may not be depressed forever, but you may have just lost someone. And what you're going through is more than sadness. It's depression. Like people can go through depressive states. It's interesting. Um, it sounds so silly, but a while ago I was sad. Um, someone passed away and it, it and I was sad about it. Um, but then I also remember being like, sometimes I forget what it feels like to just be sad. Like, like I was yeah, sad, but it was one of those, like, this doesn't feel good, but I know with time it'll feel better, you know? So it's like right. that when I talked about the drowning feeling, it's like I was pulled under, but I'm just swimming my way back to the top. And it still doesn't yeah. feel great, but it feels so much different than being depressed and dealing with depression. Yeah. Um, but there are people, and sometimes people do go through situational depressions where their depression is on the level of mine as clinical, but they won't have it forever and they maybe didn't have it in the past. I think that's hard for people also sometimes to be like, oh, you're faking it. Like you've never had this, but maybe this one thing is really impacting them more than before. Also your hormones change. So yeah. you may not have something when you're younger and have it when yeah, you're older, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, as we get older, you're in, almost in your mid thirties and I'm almost at 30, right? Our bodies just are doing whatever 25. they, I mean, if that's the case and I'm still a teenager, so let's not no, get actually, carried I away. I love being older. It's, it's one of those things I feel like as I've gotten older, especially like late twenties to, to now, like, I feel like I've definitely stepped into like my grown woman-ness, you know, 
I um this is slightly off the topic of mental health, but friends talking. I feel like <laughs> my early twenties was me pretending to be an adult, but not really feeling like I was an adult. I felt very much like a kid pretending to be an adult. Um, and I feel like, especially in my thirties, I feel like my thirties are what everyone makes it seem like your twenties would be like, but they're not, you're, you're poor. And yes, it's fun, but like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're broke all Nobody the time. And then like, when you like get to your late twenties and your thirties, you're like, Oh, okay. I mean, that is an aspect of mental health too, you know, like that. I was going to say, I think that's definitely relatable in certain aspects, like that stress that you get when, that everyone, I think everyone feels in their 20s to kind of have it figured out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we continue the podcast, great episode so far. I just want to have a quick comment from our sponsor, Believe Divergent. Okay, I level with you. I'm the founder of Believe Divergent, um, but you know, everyone's got to plug their thing here and there every now and again. So, Believe Divergent is a company I started in 2020, in the summer. Uh, we create thought-provoking clothing to help continue the tough conversations surrounding social and racial justice. This is one of my favorite shirts, which side of history will you be on? As you can see, it's a very simple message, but it's a question that really starts to get you thinking. One of our main points of business is donating a certain percentage of each sale to help nonprofits helping the black community. So far, we've donated over $12,000, which is super exciting, and we're excited to see how this continues to grow in 2021. If you're interested in checking out, go to believedivergent.com or follow us on Instagram at Believe Divergent. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, when we were young, you looked up at the people in their 20s and you're like, wow, these are adults. And you looked at the people in your 30s and you're like, wow, they're ancient. But now uh, at this age, you know, it's, you realize that nobody knows what's going no, on. No, even in your 30s, like you have no clue. <laughs> and actually that was comforting for me. Like when I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And I am okay with that. That actually was so comforting for me, even in like my early, like my mid twenties, because I've always, maybe part of us for being like the oldest child of a single mom or whatever. Like I've always felt like I had to have like my stuff together and know what I was doing next and blah, 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 and be so mature. Um, that's the other thing. People always want kids to be mature. Like, don't have fun. Um, <laughs> so I really reached like this point in my 20, I think I was like 24, where I was like, listen, these are my young years. These are my fun years. I think I heard a quote. I'm one of those people who like really get impacted by certain quotes. Like I will pivot my life on a quote. I was going to say you're preaching to <laughs> right? the So, but it was like, um, you can't be old and wise unless you were young and foolish. And I was like, here I am, like living life, being so like, oh, look at me, I'm mature. I am making the right choices all the time. And I'm like, forget this. I just want to have fun um, and I'll figure it out as I go. Because even like the older people, unfortunately, most people aren't happy. I mean, they're not happy. (laughs) Which is horrible. It is horrible. And I think the real reason, though, is that most people don't take the time to figure out what will make them happy. They just hear the blueprint of here's how you should live your life. Then they follow, check all the check marks, and they're like, wait, I've done everything. Like, what's now, you know? What's now? I think that's a really good um, point to jump off of is, like, one of the, uh, I think one of the 
main benefits of like getting your mental health in check is that self-awareness to figure out what else mm-hmm. is going on and you can probably speak to this more but like I know as I've gotten older and like I've taken some of those risks and been a little reckless and done some things like traveling and and, and changing jobs and whatever etc I think that helps so much in the the mental health game as well as the self-awareness game which is all I think one like different pieces of the same um, puzzle you know like you have to kind of get all the ducks in a row or be striving toward getting all those things figured out so you can kind of have a better picture of who yeah. you are and then those check marks that you're referring to those that list of things that people strive to do you might be able to see earlier that maybe that is what you want or maybe it's not and then that might ultimately make you more happy in the yeah. long run i mean i agree and i also think that because i've been thinking about this lately if you can't tell i'm on tiktok a lot i reference it a lot but there's a stitch about like you know how do you get confidence it was like women tell you know where you get your confidence oh, that's from. A good one. and i realized that my answer would be two holds um one of them is when you realize that everybody is just giving you their opinion and opinions aren't facts like literally and this is huge for men and i bring this up because i think it's big for mental health too especially like anxiety and worrying and things like that like people are always just giving you their opinions on stuff like whether you look good or look bad literally that's their opinion whether your outfit is fly or whack that is their opinion um what things you should do with life that is their opinion um unfortunately they also like to give opinions like what is your value what is your self-worth but again someone can tell you you're nothing but that is their opinion and it's really up to us what we take in and what we don't and i feel like once you realize that that literally it's their opinion it gets easier to just ignore it like to just be like well whatever i mean not that you're still not going to have hurt feelings you will a little bit um but as far as like yeah. getting over that or being upset i know especially when i was um, younger and in high school, like, that was always, you know, really rough for me. Like if someone didn't like me, like, what is it about me? And, um, uh, you know, or if someone said something negative, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to change this, fix this. But what you actually need to do is change the people you're around and find your, your crowd, your crowd. I always say your vibe attracts your tribe. And it's really more important yeah. to find your tribe. And I think that when we talk about some of that unhappiness that people have with the boxes, it's because they're trying to fit in with a tribe that's not their tribe, you know? So you are with this group of people who let's say like really value materialistic things and houses and all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I value them too. But if you're like a low key person who just wants to like do whatever, like you're gonna be miserable in that setting because you're trying to be something that you're not. Versus like someone who actually does like that stuff, that stuff is actually fun for them. Or, you know, like someone who sees someone who's hunting or, you know, camping, like to them, they're like, oh. But to someone who loves it, it's actually a good time for them. So it's really just about finding what works for you and the tribe that you would vibe with. And just realizing that people's opinions don't have to negatively affect you and your mood because it is literally just their opinion. Just tell them to shut up. Maybe in your yeah, track. I think that's. I mean, you could try it in, to, in the, to their face. Depends on how rude they are. But if they're very rude. I, I mean, 
uh, for for legal reasons, um, uh, we are not responsible for any injuries suffered from uh, yeah. this advice. Um, take that with a grain of salt. But to your point, I think that's a really good point. To another really good point, I saw a, a TikTok about um, the effects of proximity, and I think one thing you learn when you get older and you start to learn more about yourself and take your mental health into account to your point is you start to figure out what you like and then you might be gravitate toward other people which might not be who you've been friends with for a long time which is another is really hard, hard barrier to yes. get past you know i have um some friends hopefully that will be on the podcast that i've known for 10, 10 plus years some over 20 years and i mean to be fair we're good friends still because we put work in and we like each other and we have a lot of similar interests but when we were seven it was because we were in the same right. class you know what i mean so as we get older you have to make sure that your interests as you learn about them and as you learn more about yourself um you do have a tribe or like a couple tribes yes. where you can fit in those personal interests and make sure that you are getting the most out of your life as, as possible. Cause that's huge. Like you have to, or like, what's the, what's yeah, the and that's a huge, that's a great point. You mentioned, you might need a couple tribes. You might not only have one tribe because you might have varied interests and that's okay. It's just, you want to find people that can make you feel like you can be yourself around them. And I think that we've all totally. had experiences where we're around people where, we're not being our real selves. We feel like we have to be someone different. And it's not a fun experience. It doesn't feel good. So obviously, if that's the only type of people you're around all the time, life's going to feel pretty miserable. So um, I think that that all has to do with mental health because sometimes that depression and that exhaustion, sometimes you're exhausted because you're living a life that's not the right life for you and you find it all exhausting because every day you're doing something that literally leaves at your soul like and that's part of why i started doing all of like my writing and freelancing and stuff is i because i went through almost a year where my depression just was not going away because mine normally comes in like burst it comes and goes and it was not yeah. going away i realized it's just because i was miserable with my life at the time um i had you know done my fun in my 20s and i enjoyed it but I'm all, I've always been like a more of a purpose-driven person. Uh, I literally had a yeah. teacher in my yearbook write, stop burning the candle at both ends. I'm just one of those people who juggles a bunch of stuff and is involved in everything. And I'm glad I took my 20s to not do that and to just have fun. I mean, even while I was taking a break from doing stuff, I was still overly involved with stuff at work. Um, but it did get to the point where I was just like, this is it. Like, what purpose am I serving in life? Like, what am I really doing with my life like in a way that makes me happy and i realized that that was what was missing from my life is that i wasn't doing those things that gave me fulfillment like i do love volunteering i do love helping people i do love speaking and i wasn't doing any of that so i really had to take the time to figure out like what i wanted my life to look like because waking up every day and going doing corporate america is not it like kudos to those of you who can and there are some people like i literally have friends um, who do it all the time and that's fine. And it's hard sometimes because it's not like I was living some sad, miserable life. I'm still not like if I stopped doing all my sad stuff and just had my full-time job and, you know, I have great benefits, great vacation, great pay. It's, it's a good life, but I want to be happy and it doesn't make me happy. And so what I did for myself, so, um, sorry, am I rambling? Okay. Ramble. So Keep what going. I did for myself, the thought. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a quotaholic. There's a quote that says, 
if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. So that's on my list of quotes I live by. So for me, I'm like, okay, so I don't like my life right now. And I know what I want to change or what I want it to look like and how I like it. So I can either accept that I live a great life, you know, be happy for my blessings and change the way I think about it as in focus on all the good and focus on whatever, or I can actively work to change it. So I gave myself five years um, as 30. Love a good, love a good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Well, because I think part of the thing is that a lot of people have hopes and dreams and don't really want to do the work and they get mad at other people for the results of the work that they didn't do. It's a little pet peeve of mine. Um, So I was like, I'm going to give myself five years because I'm not going to delude myself where I spend my whole life thinking like, oh, I want to do this and I should do this and I'm not doing it. So I'm like, I'm giving myself five years to actively work towards this dream where I can have this nomad life because I want to change my income to being more virtual and have this like sort of nomad life, live where I want, do what I want. And I'm not saying I need to be exactly where, you know, that will be at 35, it's this year. My goal wasn't, my goal would, it would be nice to be able to say I quit my job before 35, but I at least wanted to be making enough strides where I was confident that I would make it happen. Because if I got to the end of the five years and I was still thinking and dreaming and not doing, at that point, I promised yep. myself that I would stop with this whole, oh, I wish I had this and start focusing on what I have and being grateful for what I have and changing my mindset around what I have. Because clearly, because as much as everyone thinks they want to be an entrepreneur, not everyone should be an entrepreneur. It's, no, I mean, it's not. It's just like yeah. anything else. It's, it's not, not for everyone. everyone. So I, I just wanted to really make sure that I had what it takes and that I was going to put in the work, which I have been doing. Yay. Um, I'm not fully ready to quit everything yet, but I'm definitely making the strides that I wanted to do. So that's good. Well, hey, it's early in the year. It is early in the year. But yeah, so that's just my thing. Like it's, it's not easy, but something to really evaluate with your mental health is, is your life. Like, are you happy with your life? And I can tell you since I changed that and since I started working towards this, I've gone back to like, I still have like a month here or a week here or a day here. Like, cause I still, I have clinical depression, as I mentioned. So it still pops up every now and then less of my medication, right. but taking stock of my life and changing to really digest and figure out what makes me happy and then starting the path to get to that happiness, game changer with my depression. Yeah. And that was huge for me. And I think sometimes people need to do that as well. Yeah, I think I, all those are really good points, right? Like, which is a great segue to, I think, well, probably one of my last questions as we're running out of time here. But to your point, like having that self-awareness to look and make a plan and to really take action. So I think that's everyone can dream, which is great and everyone should. But without action, like it's going to stay a dream, you know, and to not put that overwhelming pressure on yourself to be like, I have to have it done by here. Um, I think it's super smart. And I think a lot of people put too much pressure on themselves in that regard, because I mean, if this is something you really care about, then some timeline with a strict deadline, isn't going to help. Like it should be something that you're always striving. Cause when we, let's say you did get to where you wanted to be, like you just have to make another timeline. So it's important to like, keep, that longevity and all that stuff yes. moving in the right direction like the right direction is more important than anything else in my yes, opinion and, I'm, and also it's just really yeah good. and i'm huge on that i think i've 
said it to you a couple times. I always say it like it's it's the journey, right? Um, and that's another thing yeah. that took me a while to learn as well, um, because I am someone who makes goals and makes those whatever. But you really have to realize that like the journey, the journey is what's getting there, you know. So as much as I'm like, oh, I can't wait until you know I all my income is where I can travel and do whatever. Um, but it's the journey of getting there. It's all the stuff I'm doing to build up to that. That's really, that's life. Life's not the destination. It's the journey. Remember that. Yeah. And if your, if your journey isn't, you know, moving in the direction that you want it to, like, you're not going to have, you're going to be having a straight up bad time, you know? Um, so let's pivot to the last 12 months. Uh, it has been, as you know, and everyone knows kind of a rough Mm -hmm. time between um, the beginning of 2020 with threats of World War III and like obviously coronavirus and, you know, uh, heartfelt RIP to all the people that we've lost in this country. And a lot of people spent a lot of time alone, including myself, and a lot of time to think, which I think is good and bad. A lot of people have been struggling with being away from their friends and family. Um, and I think I'm assuming a lot of people have started have started therapy, um, myself included, very recently. So my question for you is, what would you say as advice to people that feel like you know this last year has broken them down, and they they aren't sure, like people that either aren't sure if they want to start therapy, if it's worth it, and also to people who are actively looking or have just recently started, like what would you say? Um, to them, like, that are in So, position. as far as, like, people just dealing with it, this has been a rough year um, for a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons. I do have to say, though, if it hasn't been a rough year for you, don't feel bad. I think there's some of that guilt, because my year That's was fair. actually not that bad. Um, I definitely, August was a dark month for me. Um, it's interesting, because I had um, FOMO, because people stopped quarantining and we're just out and about and we're all over my timeline um but before that i actually didn't mind it so much because i feel like a lot of people were using it to connect and i was like now having zooms with people i hadn't before and i also used the time to like i realized where some of my anxiety was coming from um like for example having everyone on quarantine i worry about my family like a lot like i don't tell them but i worry about them all the time it's, you tell me sometimes it's just one of my triggers so but like when everyone was on quarantine like i didn't have to worry i knew where everyone was they were home it was good um and i also realized how much of my anxiety is social anxiety which is something i kind of had before but has grown um i equate that also to weight stuff but realizing that i need to fix that because the world's going to open back up and I don't want to feel as much social anxiety as I was feeling before. And even though I make a great show of it, I put on a smile, I still go to events. Like I was saying before the whole more than my size thing, I still do like, it does take quite a build for me to pat myself up to just go places, you know? So, you know, there is some silver lining in the quarantine and in what, you know, what everyone's been dealing with. So I would say, um, Try to find that, especially as many of us are still in quarantine, and try to connect with people as much as possible. You can Zoom, um, group chats. It, it, it does help. Um, and then as far as therapy, so let's talk therapy for a second. Um, I am a huge advocate of therapy. I think people should go. 
one of the reasons why I am, so it took me a while to go to therapy because I'm very um, self-aware. I don't know if you can tell by this. I'm very self-aware, self-reflecting, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I don't really need this yeah. because I, I know what my problems are. I know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but that's not what therapy is for. Or people who are like, I vent to this person. Still, not what therapy is for. Therapy is for talking to someone who not only listens, but can give you the tools you need to get better. Oh, wow, brilliant. So like, shocker, right? Because everyone thinks of therapy as like, oh, I'm just going to sit. Then they're going to say like, oh, what are you feeling? How does that make you feel? Yes, there's a little bit of that. But there's also the part of where they teach you how to like redirect your thoughts and how to like stop things. And like, even just with me and like my negative thoughts and my therapist was like, stop, think about what about that is true and what about that isn't true. And like, here's the thing, it's all work. It's it's, it's still work yeah. and I think people sort of forget that. It's why um, on my page I do, like I talk about mental health on, the mini plug for myself, I talk about mental health on Tuesday nights on IG Live and then on Sundays I do self-love Sundays. But part of why I started doing this Tough Love Sunday is I think that a lot of times people see people who are confident or who are doing well and think like, oh, I wish I could be like that. But it's work. It's work to self-love yourself. And it doesn't just stop. It keeps going. So same thing with therapy. Like those tools your therapist gives you are things that you will have to continue to work on. But having a therapist helps with that. And you don't have to see a therapist forever. You can be going through something and see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to be a lifelong thing. Um, And also, it's really important that you find a therapist that works for you. So you will probably need to think of it as auditioning therapists. You are not auditioning for them. They are auditioning for you. And you want to find someone you click with. And it might not be who you think you would click with. Um, Like, I have tried different ones. Like, one therapist, literally, she was too happy for me. Like, (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like an awful reason to have a therapist but it was like she was just so peppy and i'm like i don't want to cry in front of you like peppy with you like i don't want to like it's yeah. too much <laughs> and then i had one um but it was like an older man i was like i don't i don't want to tell you certain things like like talking to like a dad or a grandpa like no thank you so i finally yeah, found one you know good. who fit but you have to do that sometimes sometimes you look out your first person is great but try different genders try different races if you are very in tune to your culture um if you're i'll just say like let's say you're like black and you're blackly black black it's almost black history was then you might want to find a black therapist because <laughs> there are certain like ways you speak certain things you're going to reference that other people may not reference they don't even bother because you want to sit with someone who you're going to be your authentic self because that's how they're going to help you if you're trying to put forth the best version of yourself or who you think they want to be a a good therapist will see through it and b you're not really actually helping yourself like it's your time to get ugly with someone who's not going to judge you the way how we're like don't judge me but i think this i feel this spit it out to your therapist feels good too that's good yeah i mean Get what did you say? Get ugly yeah. with your therapist? Is that what they're emotionally the quote from this? ugly? Like just let it out. Get emotionally <laughs> ugly yeah. with your therapist. Maybe that'll be the name <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> um, I think we are running out of time, but I mean, I just want to thank you for being so open and honest and joining in this very first conversation of Hey Friends, let's talk 
um, from my brand Believe Divergent. Um, this is my wonderful sister, everyone that's listening. Please go follow her on social media and all the great things. Um, do you have any final words or a final? Um, word? I'm gonna I'm gonna be an annoying sister for a moment and just say how proud I am of you. Uh, <laughs> you're doing so well with Believe Divergent and um, you know starting this podcast. I think that um, I recently, this sounds like I'm just plugging myself, but I also, on Thursday, I do Thursday Thoughts, where I give like a little blurb about myself. Um, I feel like my latest one was about growth and how growth is sometimes painful and uncomfortable, but you have to do it. And if there's one thing I can say about you that I've seen over the years is your growth. And I think it's amazing. And I love how open you have been as well with others so that they can go on that growth journey with you. Um, I think that's awesome, and I am proud of you, and keep doing great work. Well, I appreciate it. Um, as you can see, for seeing this in video form, I am clearly <laughs> blushing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I will probably message you on Instagram immediately okay. after this. Thank you again for being our first yeah, thank guest. thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. you so much. And um, for all those watching, be sure to, if you enjoyed this, like and follow and rate. Um, I don't know what people say at the end of podcasts, so yeah. I'll work leave on that. Review. But for now, we will leave a review. There you go. That's pretty good. Um, for now, this is the end of the episode. Um, be sure to look out for new episodes and all things Believe Divergent at BelieveDivergent.com, uh, along with uh, our Instagram at Believe Divergent. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.